A few weeks ago, I was lying on the floor of my office pretending to meditate with tears running down my face. I wasn't actually meditating. Really, I was just escaping the persistent feelings of overwhelm, dread, and paralysis that I'd been experiencing for days. I knew something was up. And that's when I decided to get to the bottom of this, to find out why I was so burnt out. Welcome to Think About This. I'm Alexis Dean, and I am so glad you're here. For years, I've been building a community to support high-performing, high-impact, wildly generous women entrepreneurs. Yet over the past couple of months, I've had dozens of conversations with entrepreneurs who are feeling completely burned out or on the verge of burnout, just like me. It's something we're thinking about, but we're not talking about it. So many of us have been at what Brene Brown describes as surge capacity for months and months on end. And whether or not your business is succeeding, you're likely feeling the mental and emotional effects of the pandemic too. Burnout has been described as an epidemic of our times. So this season, listen in as I pull back the curtain and talk to experts who can help entrepreneurs like you and I to better understand burnout and stress cycles and improve our mental wellness so that we can continue to live our big dreams and build impactful legacies. I hope that sharing my journey will show you that you too can give yourself permission to raise your hand And if this is the case for you, to say, I'm not okay, and ask for the help you need. On this episode of the Think About This podcast, we're wrapping up season two, the burnout season, and I'm sharing some of my favorite lessons, questions, and reflections on entrepreneurial burnout. As I sit here in my office looking out my window, a snowstorm is rolling in over our town. I can honestly say that I no longer feel like I'm in the thick of the burnout, but instead, it feels like a storm that came through my life and my work and caused me to take cover. I needed to hibernate for a season. And for me, that looked like pressing pause on some of my work, taking care of myself, talking to my therapist and our incredible podcast guests, and spending more time meditating, reflecting, canoeing, running, and taking stock of the highs and lows of the past year and a half. Now that most of my burnout storm has passed, and it's ironically winter season up here in the Canadian North, I am cozied up in my office reflecting on what I learned this season on the podcast. First, there are a few good lessons on podcasting. Number one, it is completely okay to get personal, and I can share stories about my experience without feeling like some kind of egomaniac, because when I share about what I'm going through, it makes you, my listener, feel less alone in whatever you're experiencing. Next, Next season, I'm going to spend more time prepping her guests before our recording day. I want to continue to improve the podcast, and the best way to do that is to do some really good research and make the guests feel as comfortable as possible and make the podcasting experience something that contributes to their success in a meaningful way. Lastly, speaking with you is still a gift. I get to be there with you, whether you're out hiking in the snow at the end of your workday, like my boyfriend often is when he listens. Hi, Scott or nursing your baby, or enjoying your mat leave, hi Megan, or behind the wheel of your car, out for a walk, or making dinner. I'm grateful that you have taken the time to listen to this show, and I hope that you'll tune in to next season when I build the podcast and find more ways to support you and your big dreams. Now, on to a few of my favorite things that we thought about this season. In episode two with my therapist, Andrika Rook, I was reminded that the way that I have adapted to manage stress has served me in some way, even if it wasn't necessarily the way that I would choose to again. As Andrika asked us, how have you adapted to stress? 
Have your adaptations become maladaptive? How could you give yourself grace when you examine the ways that you've been adapting? In episodes three and four with my friend nutritionist Irene Pace, we looked at how the food that we eat or don't eat impacts our stress levels and our ability to handle and recover from burnout. Irene shared her three P's of hunger, the pull, pause, and permission. So when you feel the pull towards food or towards starving yourself, can you press pause and ask yourself, what kind of hunger is this really? Is it head hunger, physiological hunger, or heart hunger? How might you rewire and pause to respond to an internal call when you're drawn to eating? And what would you say to give yourself permission to do things that feel good to you instead of food, but maybe including food? In episode five, I asked the question that has served me the most as I work through this season of burnout. And that is, what needs to die so that something else can be born? In episode six with Navy SEALs trainer and human performance expert, Andrew Hare, we learned about why it is that some military units can handle nearly unimaginable levels of stress, while others cannot. Andrew taught us that the two most important factors to being able to perform well over time under very high levels of stress are trust and mission focus. When we're responding to stress, we rely on muscle memory, which usually means that we start thinking about ourselves and not about the team. But having a clear mission focus can help individuals to focus on the team and help us trust one another. And that way we can accomplish the bigger picture goals for our business. So how might you increase your team's mission focus? In episode seven, I talked to Dr. Sherry Walling about psychedelics, flow state, and burnout. She asked, how might you scramble your default mode network in your brain in a safe way? How could you alter and reset some of your brain habits and patterns? We talked about some of the ways that you could achieve flow state. And personally, I find that outside of microdosing, skiing powder snow, surfing, trail running, and meditation all help me achieve flow state. In episode eight, Jackie Nectel and Justin Fairman taught us about breath work and flow consciousness, and the idea that the state of feeling and flow doesn't have to be temporary. Jackie and Justin taught us two breathwork exercises, including box breathing, where you inhale for a count of four, hold for a count of four, exhale out of your mouth for a count of four, and then hold again for a count of four, and repeat for a few cycles. They asked us to consider how we're regulating our nervous system, and whether these strategies are ones that we'd like to continue. As Jackie and I discussed, we have so many choices when it comes to labeling our emotions. As a speaker, I've been taught that when I'm nervous or afraid, my body and brain are having the same response to fear and anxiety as I would have to excitement. So I can choose to reframe my nerves as feeling excited. So how do you label your emotions? As Jackie shared, we tend to label them as positive or negative, when really they're just energy that we can move through us by using our breath. One of the common themes from all of this season's episodes was the question of how we recharge ourselves and how we take care of our mental health. Self-care doesn't always mean Netflix and fuzzy slippers, although it can sometimes. It can also mean pressing pause on your hectic schedule, pulling out your journal or a reflection document, and taking stock of how you're feeling and how you really want to show up for yourself. So on that note, if you're listening in December, I want to personally invite you to join me on December 10th from 12 p.m. Eastern Time to 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time to press pause on this busy season, 
wrap up your year with a business reflection and future visioning workshop. Whether you have two employees or 2,000, if you are a woman identifying entrepreneur or an ally, this workshop is for you. Join us to look back and learn from this year in your life and in your work. This is going to be a hands-on session, but there won't be any spreadsheets, OKRs, KPIs, or strategic plans because I know you'll do that on your own or with the team. This workshop is just a gift for you. And best of all, it's by donation, all in support of our charity partner at Moorlands Girls, which supports leadership programs and summer camps for girls and young women from underserved communities. The link to join me is in the show notes, or you can go directly to dovetail.community to sign up and save your spot. Thank you so much for being here this season. My burnout storm might have passed, but my experience and all of the expert support that I received has left me with the knowledge about how to prepare for the storm and how to work through it when it happens. I'm going to do my best to take care of my mental health so that it doesn't happen again. But if it does, thanks to therapy and the goodness of all of our guests this season, I'll know how to manage. Before I go, I'll leave you with my favorite quote from Pema Chodron. Things falling apart is a kind of testing and also a kind of healing. We think that the point is to pass the test or to overcome the problem, but the truth is that things don't really get solved. They come together and they fall apart. Then they come together again and they fall apart again. It's just like that. The healing comes from letting there be room for all of this to happen. Room for grief, for relief, for misery, for joy. What a beautiful reminder for life and for business. Let us all remember that there is room for it all to happen. Room for grief, for relief, for misery, and for joy. Thank you again for being here. As we head into the holidays and a little break before the new season starts, I wish you and your family a season of joy. Be well.